of rain, basically. Oh boy, yeah. But you know, that's someone's someone's got to live in tropical places, and <laughs> <laughs> just, that, that is true. I I live in northern Michigan, and we are ah, right. the exact opposite of anything tropical. You had a crazy cold winter, haven't you? You know, it, it wasn't so. It was really bad earlier during the year, but uh, we've had twice in February we've had no snow on the ground okay. because we've had some thaws. So, hey, I mean, on the most part, didn't, that's been great. So, not too bad. It's, it's funny. I've got, my, my wife's got some family in, in Canada, and there's oh, days okay. when it's plus 40 here and minus 40 there. <laughs> yeah, the, the big joke here in Michigan is if you don't like the weather, wait five minutes. It'll change. Oh, okay. <laughs> is it a bit like that? Okay. Yeah, very much. Um, cool. Cool. Well, uh, so are you guys having a great day? <clears throat> yeah, we're just having. Yeah. Um, it's only ten in the morning, so it's, yeah, ten. It's ten in the morning tomorrow morning for you. But uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just did my dropped my kids off at school and and uh, came over here and yeah, got ourselves organised and um, everything seems to be working right now, which is good. Okay. So you, you're sort of yeah. semi our guinea pig with this semi. Sort of. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I mean, well, we, that's cool. We did one. We did a couple of podcasts ago. We did one where Alex was here and I was at my place, and we did it online. Uh, and we had a couple of little issues there at one stage, but it, it, it sort of worked out. But you're sort of our first uh, 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 international, yeah, international guest. Actually, first international <laughs> guest. And our hey, first, it's always it's always cool to be the first one. That's you know that's sure. and we wouldn't wouldn't. You know, wouldn't be anyone better. Wouldn't want anyone else other than you. And <laughs> before we say anything else, huge apologies. Yes. It's been over a year in the making. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I got to tell you, uh, me being a builder and now having friends that are in between building and doing podcasts, uh, I've learned that people's schedules are just what they are, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and it's like, if someone could say, I'll get with you next week, and I'll be like, okay, if you do, you do. If you don't, <laughs> you'll get a hold of me, you That's know? It. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. It's been, it's been um, I mean, just for me speaking as well, since I've had kids, it's just, um, there is no such thing as a schedule. It's just all, it, it, it's nuts. So everything is, all, and especially since I started going to school and stuff like that, it's just... The constant driving them to school, picking them up, and then one of them catches a bus. The other one's too little now. She's, you know, can't ca- or isn't meant to catch the bus yet, and it's just constant running around. And in between that and us doing the videos and doing a podcast, and I gig like four to six nights a week. So <laughs> it's yeah, it's yeah. it's it's a bit it's busy. So schedules, and I mean Alex is similar to me, minus the kids, but um, yeah. <laughs> Well, and the and the show seems to be growing and growing. So I imagine both uh, the podcast and obviously the uh, YouTube. Uh, that's great. Yeah, it's, I don't know why, but people seem to listen to it. <laughs> we had yeah, we had um, January was by far our biggest month. Uh, it almost doubled in in listens. Yeah, and then that's great. February sort of dropped off a little bit, not much, still more than it was in December. Like still way more than it was in December, yep. uh, but now it's sort of picking up again. It's 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 amazing. I, I still find it strange that, very strange that there's people like, for example, you sitting in Michigan at the moment, who actually kind of knows us yeah. <laughs> for whatever reason. <laughs> it's just bizarre. I find it absolutely bizarre. 
But, um, no, I think I think it's absolutely great. And and to tell you uh, a, a very honest truth, I really enjoy your guys's demos, and I enjoy the podcast quite a bit. Oh, thank you so um, much. Thank you. Well, that's, that's no, it, it's it's nice to have. God, how do I say this without me? It's nice <laughs> to have articulate people talking about gear. Oh, wow. You know, not, 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 not all musicians are very articulate and, or thoughtful or know when not to say something sucks or not. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. just like you're very neutral and this is what we have. And you have honest, nice discussions and you have thoughtful questions. And I think that's one of the reasons why I enjoy the show very much. Oh, cool. Thank you so much. Nice. It's, it's, okay. it's, yeah, it's, uh, we literally just, we just tried to. Didn't plan uh, it like that. No, <laughs> we didn't plan it like that at all. We just, uh, uh, we're sort of, we're huge gear nerds, both of us. And mm-hmm. we would sit around and do what we do anyway with, with or without an audience. But uh, we just, I think it was Alex that said, we should just film this one time. And yeah. then we started doing it. And, and for whatever reason, we seem to get good feedback. And we're just being our stupid selves, you know. Um, or, <laughs> I just talk for myself here. I'm, I'm always an idiot. so uh, <laughs> That's okay. I'm part of that club too. So, <laughs> But yeah, it's just, we're just trying to have fun and just trying to... Um, and, you know, I find this... One, one of the things that I find with, with YouTube videos in particular, there's a lot of really good ones out there, but there's a, a lot of it is so um, stiff, if that's the right word. Yes. And yeah. we're just being out, we're just being idiots and we're just kind of, it's like, you know, I think the idea is just two friends sitting in a room playing around with gear and just whatever comes out of it comes out of it. We never, with videos, we very rarely sort of um, have any uh, sort of ideas previous to us starting the video of what we're actually going to play. We're mm-hmm. sort of trying to keep it very, with even with a little intro song, it usually is just... One of us will say, you do it, <laughs> and then record, and then we go. And it's usually first go, first takes. We don't really edit much at all, except for now I do the fast-forward bits when we go from guitar to bass. But I kind of find it funny that you see us still, and it's sort of fast-forwarding. No, um, I, I like that. I, mean, it's, I always <laughs> thought that's really cool. And well, the, and the thing that I like about it is that there are either people that are gear-related when they do their demos and stuff, or it's just them. And they either have print, you know, going over the video, yeah. mm-hmm. or it's some guy talking to the, you know, person watching, saying, "This is my opinion." That's where I think you're saying the dryness comes from—the fact that you and Alex can do that, but you're doing it with each other, just makes it for a very comfortable. And it's you know, and you, sometimes I could tell when. Alex thinks this is a little too nuts, and you're like, I'm totally into it, you know? Yeah. I'm and I think totally that's really cool. Yeah, some, sometimes, I, I think I said it in that last video, the um, the star one. Oh, for the death by audio? Yeah. Um, no. What's the Aussie guy one? Oh, the, the Chaos Star, Chaos the Anarchy star. Audio, the last one we just put up, yeah. Like, I really love those sounds, but it's, I just don't know what to do with them sometimes. Like, yeah. my, my playing style doesn't really... Um, lend itself to self-oscillating fuzz with modulation. I'm just all about doing oh. <laughs> inappropriate things at inappropriate times yeah. when it comes to playing. That's, just, that's to me, makes more fun. It's just, and, and I love the sounds, but I'm yeah. not sure what to, how to use them. 
Well, yeah, maybe yeah. that comes with. I don't know playing. either. I don't know <laughs> either, but I just use them anyway. Yeah, <laughs> no, just, yeah, yeah. You know, we do both of us, Alex and I. We do a lot of um, um, cover band gigs or top forty sort of type gigs because um, mm-hmm. I mean, it pays the bills and and um, you know, cor- corporate. We do a bit of corporate work and weddings and that sort of stuff, and um, it gets so boring playing yeah. those kind of songs over and over and over and over again. So, and what I find, what I like to do is put very inappropriate effects on at very inappropriate times. But <laughs> what it does, it makes, you look at all the other guys in the band and it kind of gives them a boost too. It makes yeah. them kind of smile and then they're kind of all, you know, it, it, it makes it, if you're playing with the right musicians and if you know each other, um, yeah. it makes it sort of, um, it's like an icebreaker almost to kind of, instead of just being there like, uh, you know, yawn, you know, what what am I doing? What's What do I need to sh- I need to go shopping. What do I need to buy while you're doing a gig? Which happens, you know, you yeah. just zone out. It kind of makes you, I don't know. I find it, it, it seems to work uh, for me and work, uh, for some people in the audience, I guess. Some people probably don't even realize or most people don't even realize what happens. But the other guys in the band, and to me, that's, that's it makes me happy if I see that the other guys are kind of happy. Well, it, the cool thing too is kind of it's kind of a neat determiner, especially like in a wedding, when you're like, okay, Let's see how drunk people are right now. And if you <laughs> exactly. could do something and they don't turn their heads, then you're like, no, nah, they're in the bag. They're really in the bag. Whereas in earlier in the evening, they're like, why is that guy playing a wah-wah song during the song? <laughs> Near the end of the evening, they don't care. I, I play quite you know, a few you're like, hey, they're having fun and you're having fun. And well, I that's guess it. that's, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about, exactly right. I play nope. quite a few, few weddings with another friend of mine, Greg. And he plays a ukulele for, for some of the set. And um, oh. one one wedding we did a very jaunty ukulele version of, I think it was Enter Sandman. Oh, cool, Metallica on ukulele. Oh god! <laughs> oh god! And I saw one or two people go turn around and look at us. <laughs> what are they doing? And we could tell which ones are actually paying attention. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, but you got you got you got to promise me you went yeah after every <laughs> chorus. At the end of every sentence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, it's, it's, like, it's like this um, Hawaiian swing version. Like, <laughs> I've got to hear that. That's yeah, great. That's a, <laughs> oh man, that's fantastic. It's good because it's, I, I like to put, um, I like to change words to songs, and then you you can see if someone listens. Yeah. Because the people yep. that look kind of go what, and usually it's a little bit dirty stuff that I put in there. But you know that's it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, Cool. Well, let's. I mean, uh, uh, let's just. I mean, we sort of started already, but let's. Uh, uh, welcome to the podcast. Officially, well, officially now. <laughs> uh, uh, to the super fun, awesome, happy time pedal show podcast. Uh, I'm Gabor. Hey, I'm Alex. And uh, today we've got special guests. Uh, over a year in the making, but finally we've got Sean from <laughs> Lollygagger Effects Online. Uh, uh, hello, Sean. Hello, fellows. Hello, everyone out there. <laughs> How are you doing today? You know, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, we're uh, doing a wrap-up right now of our next release. Uh, I just got the uh, uh, first proto for the enclosure. We're going to get that stuffed, and then we're hoping by the end of April we're going to have uh, another release. So it's uh, yeah, it's a little hectic, but it's a fun hectic. Uh, yeah, you just sent us some photos of it, and it looks really cool. It- yeah, it's going to be our, our fuzz, and it's mm. it's not too like unlike the canalia it's it's going to be different uh it's not really based off of anything 
which sometimes could be good or bad depending on yeah. on what you want and what you but you know I, I make stuff for myself and if people dig it that's that's even better but uh, yeah it's gonna be a fuzz and it'll be able to do your normal nice fuzz stuff and it'll also be able to do really wacky crazy stuff so it's it's kind of mm-hmm. like uh, a toolbox fuzz cool uh, I, I remember uh, at some stage because uh, I, 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 I listen quite a lot to the, the the guitar knobs podcast which by the way everyone mm-hmm. should listen to it and you you're talking about uh, it was a, was it a fuzz wah kind of thing or like fuzz yeah with- that's the, it's gonna be an auto wah okay. and it's gonna have a fuzz and you will be able to have either or or have them both on and you'll also be able to do order switching that thing i get into it and i'm like okay this is cool and then i'm like i'll go eat lunch and i'll come back down on my bench and i'm like no this is utter crap (laughs) this is nothing good about this so it's like one of those things that i i unfortunately i've tied my hands with it so I have quit giving deadlines on it. Okay. To me, it's like it gets done when it gets done. Okay. So okay. in the meantime, I we already had the cherry box out uh, about five years ago. Yeah. We did an upgrade on it, and and then I have another one knob fuzz that's going to be coming out too. Okay. So that will be able to keep the masses happy while I fight my demons with this <laughs> damn pedal. <laughs> that might be a good thing though, because sometimes if if a um especially with music, if a product or a piece of music really polarizes people, that means they have a strong opinion of it. So they mm-hmm. either love it or hate it. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, and, and I'm not trying to make it uh, where I'm like, I want everyone to like this. I, I, I'm really just right now trying to make it so that I love it, yeah. you know? Yeah, <laughs> and there's some things I really love about it, and there's some things that I'm, I'm constantly battling with it. But it's like one of those things where you have a few beers, and you think, oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> and then a year and a half later, you go, what the hell was I thinking? <laughs> it should be easy to do, right? No. <laughs> Uh, cool. So okay. So yeah. So that the, the fuzz now that's a completely separate thing. I just remembered. I remembered that um, the fuzz yep. thing, but it's a completely different thing that's coming out now. Um, yeah, yeah, and it, and it's going to come out, but it's uh, it's like like I say, it comes out when I get it done. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's you know, don't you know, uh, what's time limits? You know, it's it's these things. Whenever it's ready, it's ready. I guess. Yep. Yep. So so how did you? How did you, what's, what's your history? So how did you start getting, what made you go, you know what? I'm going to start building pedals. Wooden pedals. Um, Wooden pedals, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's a story in itself. I'll, I'll measure we'll get into that. But the, uh, the electronics thing was, uh, in my family, there were like two types of um, in the family, you were either a machinist or you were an engineer or electronics or electrical. Okay. And I honestly didn't want to do either. And it's like one of those things where you see your dad do this, you see your grandpa do that, and you're like, you're so close to it that you're like, I, I have no desire to do any of this. Mm-hmm. And then uh, playing through high school and, you know, getting paid with stale beer. <laughs> and uh and peanuts uh you finally start thinking well maybe i need to think about the future so sounds familiar what I, what i ended up doing yeah 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 what i ended up doing was uh i ended up i thought i would build guitars which is mm-hmm. absolutely funny thinking about it now because 
I literally have no concept of doing anything with wood. Okay. That came later. Right. Okay. So I thought about building guitars, and then the school I was going to go to, they actually had an electronic music program, meaning it was for repair for digital audio, uh, analog, um, and first part of the uh, the first year was basically, you know, Ohm's Law and, and learning, you know, electronics and learning the basics and all the laws and such. And then the second part of the, uh, the second year was theory, and we also did repairs in the school. Okay. So it was a kind of hands So basically my background is music electronics. Um, I know there's a lot of people, and I, I don't throw any shade on people that have done this because I, I could not even fathom trying to do this without the background that I had. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, a lot of these guys just picked this stuff up. I was lucky enough to have common knowledge on it. So I was basically uh, just, you know, I was a, I was a, you know, repair tech for about 10 years. Okay. And yeah. And, and then I went and I actually started, uh, making amplifiers. I worked for a couple of companies here in the United States, uh, smaller amp companies. Yeah. And finally got to the point where I realized as much as I enjoyed what I'm doing, I have a kid, I have a wonderful wife, and they like to eat, and they'd like a roof over their head. <laughs> so then I went, so I went into industrial electronics, and that's pretty much what I've been doing for the last 15 years. And then about five years ago, Ah, I, you know, I got a wild hair up my ass, and I'm like, I want to get back into it, but I didn't want to start building apps because it's a lot of time yeah. and it's a lot of overhead. Yeah. So I just started building pedals for fun, and then I came across a couple of designs that I thought were pretty unique. I sold one to a friend. I gave one to another friend. And before you know it, people want it. And that's kind of how it started. Oh, cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah. It's actually interesting that you say that you, you were building amps because uh, uh, we've got uh, a big thanks to you and big thanks to the guys here at uh, Peerless Music in Australia. We've got a Canalia uh, that uh, the guys from Peerless Music sent up to us. And yes. it is very amp-like. Uh, <laughs> it, it, the, way, the way that I have it wired up, I worked for uh, an amplifier company out of Michigan called Naylor uh, Amplification. Uh, you will probably know of... Uh, Reverend Guitars. Yep. Okay, that that's Joe Naylor's company. Okay. Before Joe, yeah, before Joe Naylor started Reverend, he started Naylor Amplification. Okay. Uh, okay. And basically, it was his take on trying to get a nice hybrid amp that would do Fenderish and Marshall in the same box. And he, and to this day, I think he's about the only one that's ever done it. Okay. And the way that he wired. His turret boards, and I've always been a fan of turrets. I don't like eyelets. I, you know, that kind of stuff drives me nuts. Yeah. Uh, he, I learned all my wiring from his designs and how he used to do it, uh, and that's why it looks really amp-like. Okay, yeah, because it's 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 a really cool pedal. We actually both of us. Um Quite, I just brought it over. Alex just played it for the first time. I, I had a bit of a play with it the last couple of days, and um, I actually, as soon as I plugged it in, I went, "Alex will like it," and he <laughs> did. <laughs> it's it's just, uh, and actually through um, um, Alex's amp, which is sort of like a Dumble-ish clone, a Serotone Dumble mm-hmm. clone. That's the amp we always use. It sounded really good. 
Yeah, it gave a lot of weight to single coils. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've heard people say that even when uh, having the gain down and having just the post up a little bit, it just brings a little bit of life to your signal without even having to add too much volume or gain to it. Yeah, well, I was, using, I was, I was using it the other day. I did a little bit of recording um, at home, and I was using it. It sounded great, just hardly any drive. Mm. But just mm -hmm. uh, sort of single low notes, uh, sort of spanky kind of single, like, you know, almost like a like spy movie kind of sounding, that sort of stuff. Yeah. It just added such nice presence and weight to it. And I, it sounded really, really good. I really enjoyed using it, actually. Um, oh, thank you. Hey, one of the cool things that uh, kind of didn't realize it was going to happen this way, but one of the cool things about having that uh, pedal is that you can kind of set it up so it's a little bit gainy, but... Being able to turn the volume down on your guitar, you can get everything from pretty spanky to, you know, pretty gritty without having to do a whole lot of bending over and changing, you know, gains and adding the extra gain switch, uh, which was kind of a happy surprise. I, I honestly was much, I have almost 30 dB going into that pedal. Okay. Yeah, right. So I, I thought, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if this is going to clean up very well. It did, and I was really happy. It was a happy accident. I can't say it was something that I designed into it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, wonderful to be able to do, uh, get a strat and put in, like, the middle position and roll back the volume. You can get real funky and real spanky, and it's just, it's really cool with that. Yeah. No, it's it's it, yeah, it's 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 really versatile. It's really, um, yeah, I'm, 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 and it is quite unique, like, there aren't really well, many other planet pedals I've played that that kind of react that way because mm. it, it really is like to me when I plugged it in, it just felt like no. I wasn't there was no pedal there. It wasn't it was an amp. It was I plugged into an amp and changed the channel from the clean channel to a slightly gritty channel or and a higher gain channel. Or it it really is is about as amp like of a pedal I've ever played. Oh well, thank you. I mean, it's it's that was like I think when I uh, was DMing you, that was one of the reasons why I came up with the concept. I you know I had a few friends that had JC eight uh, hundreds, or they had like uh, you know uh, Fender Deluxe Reverb, yeah. and they'd love these amplifiers, but there's no channel changing on them. Mm. And I'm thinking, you know, it'd be really cool to get something where you can make your amp a little bit more versatile without one of the things about, you know, some overdrives is that even if your tone doesn't change a little bit, it, your characteristics will change. It'll get yeah. smoother or it'll get a little bit more, you know, the, it'll play a little bit different because of the way I didn't want this to be anything like that. I didn't want it compressed. I wanted to basically just take your signal. Because here's the thing. If you spend $2,000 on an amplifier, the last thing I want to do is change how that sounds. Yeah, exactly. Because you just spent $2,000 on this amplifier. <laughs> Why would I put something in front of it that's going to make it sound like something different? Yeah. You know? So that was the whole process. Of, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we just wanted to make it something that was... Uh, usable. I mean, I'm always honest with people. If you like the really smooth, and I like some of that stuff too, but it's not really for that. It's just to take the amp that you really dig and just make it more versatile. Yeah, 
Yeah, it does. Yeah. It definitely does. No, it sounded, it sounded really great through um, Alex's amp and um, we had it in a clean channel and we had it in a dirty channel. Mm. And it was it was absolutely beautiful. I think... Uh, um, well, thank you. And it looks really good because everything is... Uh, Alex has got this big wooden um, uh, rack stand here. And it looks really ah. nice on it too. <laughs> it matches. <laughs> Very cool. So where, where did the idea of making wooden boxes come from? Well, you know, I was building pedals, like I said, for my myself and people I knew and, you know, custom stuff. And by the time that I had kind of decided I was going to put my foot in the pool, I, I saw the writing on the wall. I knew with the advent of Internet, uh, places like Mammoth Electronics being able to sell parts for pedals, mm. I knew there was going to be... A major influx of builders. You know, yeah, right. there were going to be some that came in that were very pro and, you know, had their poop in the group. And I knew there was going to be a lot of fly by nights. And you get 500 people in a room and you're all trying to jump up and down and say, pick me, pick me. It, it gets a little daunting. Yeah. So one of the things that I thought about, and it was just kind of one of those, I, did a thought in my head. I just did, hmm, I'm going to think about this and see, you know, would it be fun, you know? And then I came up with the concept with a friend of mine uh, out in the West Coast, and he actually had a, a really nice workshop, and we threw around the ideas together, and he threw out the proto, and I loved it. And there were some things we needed to change with it. We, I think we've been through only a couple changes. I actually have it in my hand right here. Um, and we just said, this is great. And then one of the things that when you get the cart before the horse is I got this box and I'm putting this 30 dB gain (laughs) in the box. (laughs) And then I really thought to myself, you know, this thing is going to pick up Tokyo. I mean, it's not... It's, this is really Pick wasn't thinking. Well, and I thought to myself, I went, I do not want to use copper tape because it's such, oh, it just cuts your fingers up. It's This is really horrible. I have to work with it uh, on my day gig. <laughs> oh, okay. So I, if I don't have to do it when I'm not getting paid for it, I, I prefer not to. So I came up with some ways to be able to shield the inside. And that was the last key ingredient. And cool. uh, and long time ago, I gave up the coloring and the style to my wife. She is responsible for every box that leaves this shop. Yeah, right. cool. um, I, I do the guts. She does the coloring and the sanding. And I will do the lacquer just because it's nasty and I don't want her to have to do it. Okay. But uh, so it's it's definitely a team effort and it works well for us. And the box thing got us noticed. Not that it was it was important for us for people to dig the sound, but you got to get people to play it first before they dig the sound. <laughs> so it was yeah. So it was kind of our way of just getting noticed a little. Yeah, especially in this sort of world of um, everything so visual and Instagram. Oh, yeah. Um, it's taken over the, the planet. And I think that's it. where I saw pictures of it first a yeah, right. while ago. Yeah. And I always thought, oh, it looks cool. The wooden enclosure. That's yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's almost, it's, visually, it's almost half of the product now, as opposed to in the yeah. 90s when it was, you know, like. <laughs> boss style pedals. Boss and, yeah. Or yeah. Or something. And um, 
<coughs> yeah, there's some really cool stuff around now because um, people are not only having to be very visually creative, but also feel like they're allowed to and want to. And yeah, because it's not and not just an aluminium box. So, um, like this. Um, Anna Sounds out of France and um, one from Belgium. Um, uh, Mammoth Machine. Mammoth Machines yeah. do really cool stuff with uh, laser cutting into housing. Yeah, and it's, I mean that's 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 and 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 your stuff, Sean, is yeah, it's just, it's on a similar sort of thing. It's 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 just yeah. unique and stands out. And I love the fact actually how it's the wood, but then you've got that really kind of shiny aluminium knobs, the big knobs, mm. it, and it's it just it just looks so it looks classy. It really looks classy to me. Becomes a I really I really appreciate that too. That was one of the. Yeah. I gotta tell you, one of the cool things about we're talking about being first is that you know I like I knew that I was going to have to work hard to kind of make everything fit with this. Yeah. So you know, at first, I started putting these plastic washers on it. My wife called me an idiot, <laughs> and I finally and I finally listened to her. It's and not just mine, yes. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, and then, but I wanted to, and no one was using these damn aluminum knobs. No one. All right. And I thought these are so awesome. And then I thought, you know, it's a one. The key secrets is that if you've noticed under those knobs, I got a like a um, chrome washer underneath there. Yeah. yeah. One of the reasons I have that on there is not just to space it and to make it look nice, but that washer actually circumference the hole on the other side of that box. So what it prevents from doing is from someone to be able to stomp that pot through the box. Uh, yeah, yeah, true, true, true. true. So, yeah, right. yeah, so the washer acts as a, is, it's not just a bling thing, it's there for, uh, uh, for sturdy reasons too. Um, and that's how this box was designed. I mean, we decided if we were going to do this, I, I didn't want to be humiliated. I did not want to make something where, you know, sure it looked great. And then someone posts a picture on Instagram, how they just got back from a gig and this thing is in pieces, you know? Yeah. So there was a lot of thought put behind it. And, uh, but yeah, I appreciate it. We the, the really, Again, my wife is responsible for coming up with the little uh, things that kind of brought the box in together with all the chrome and the washers, and it just adds to the whole thing and it makes it look nice. Yeah, I just think it works really well. It's yeah. like um, you know when you see uh, a lot of buildings now in cities, you have the you know the, the bare big brick walls, but then you have the nice sort of really. Um, yeah. kind of modern looking aluminium things on it or, or, or steel things on it it's the same sort of thing it just looks it, it has the, the, the traditional look of the wood but then you have the cool um mm. kind of modern thing it looks great i think it looks really good and also the countersunk um uh in, in uh, input and output that's really cool i like it i'm i'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan yes. <laughs> well i appreciate that yeah the countersinking thing was a big deal for us too yeah. and that was one of those things where you got to be really careful because when you, you have an aluminum box or you have a you know a stainless box or a metal box, when you put uh, you you know drill a hole in it and you put either a pot or jacks in it, you're like okay yeah that's fine you know I could put more washers on the backside or whatever, but with wood, you really have to think about that because if you make that hole too deep then you can't put the jack in there because you won't have any thread, you know? Yeah. So the countersink idea was one of those things that kept us from ever having that problem. So if we knew we had a, 
you know, because weather will affect, you know, any wood. It'll expand and contract. So when you have uh, wood that's a little bit, you know, it's moist out because it's summer and it expands a little, having that countersink there allows us to make sure we always get a good fit and that the stuff stays out of the way from being beat around. And I wanted top jacks. Uh, in this yeah. day and age, why no one doesn't do all <laughs> top jacks is just beyond me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you want to you want to be able to put pedals close to each other, next to each other. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. And and where did the name Canalia come from? Okay, well, that's this is a story I've told over and over again, but it's funny. I have a friend. His father is Cypriot. You know, he's from Cyprus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he. Uh, moved to America in his 20s, and he ended up working with the government. He actually worked for the CIA for a while. And Paul, my friend, his son, uh, would get all these really cool old Cypriot recipes. They would make goat cheese. They make the best goat cheese. And they would make all these cookies and and I was joking one night, and I was like, "Well, you know what? You do all this cheese stuff, and you bake. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna make meats. I'm gonna make dried meats. You know." And of course, this is again when you're, you know, five beers in, and you're just <laughs> talking out your ass. And uh, and I thought to myself, I would name it something really funny, but sound classy to someone who didn't understand what it meant. Okay. And canalia in Italian is uh, rogue. Or scoundrel. Okay. So I so anyway, I was going to name my meat company that I never ever did. You know, <laughs> the name stuck in my head, and I always just loved the connotation of it. It looks really classy, but if you understand the connotation of it, it's, it's, the it's an inside joke. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, so that's right. where it comes from. It's like those videos you see on Facebook of some gorgeous woman speaking French, but she's actually ordering, you know, Buying toilet paper or something, but it sounds it sounds amazing, amazing. Yeah, it sounds like real sexy. <laughs> she's talking about getting a Big Mac. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's great. Um, yeah. So we're, we're gonna. I think we're gonna after after this podcast, mm. we're gonna do a video um, uh, off the off the pedal, and then I think I'm gonna okay. try and release both at the same time. If I can, if I can that manage to edit it all, do it. At the same time, and and um, do the video and the podcast, and uh, yeah, because it's it's it definitely is a really cool pedal, and we might try a couple of different amps too, just to see, like it's, with the video, what it sounds like, and um, yeah, it's, it's 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 a fun pedal to play through different amps to see what comes out of your amp, you know, with it. Because you mentioned uh, 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 in in one of the messages you sent me earlier, uh, a Fender Deluxe. Um, we yeah. don't have a Deluxe Reverb, but we've got a Hot Rod Deluxe. It's Close enough. The word oh, deluxe is in it. Yeah. We'll try that as well in, in a couple of, maybe in a couple of different names for the video just to see what it sounds like. Because uh, um, it, it definitely, it sounded different through my amp than it does to your amp. Oh, yeah. I okay. actually like it better through your amp than through right. my amp. Um, yeah. But it sounded oh, really good and, through my amp. Oh, and before, I just want to say this real quick. I I really wanted to give a really big shout out to Peg and Steve yeah. at Peerless. Uh, they are the best place in in down under to get gear and they carry us and they've they took a chance on us and they're great people and they are about the community 
And if anybody is looking to buy gear and you're down in that area, you need to get a hold of Peg and Steve at Peerless. They have the best of the best. And to be part of that and be considered part of that is a really super great honor to me. Yeah, they're great. They're really, really nice. They're, they've, they've helped us out when we did our, our big stupid clones and clones thing. They helped us out by sending us a few different ones as well. And they've, yeah, they've been nothing but nice and, and, and very supportive. So uh, hello, yeah, Peg and Steve. It, and thank it. you very much um, for, for sending that up to us and uh, so we can have a bit of a play with it and a test with it. Um, and yes, everyone, go and check out Peerless Music. I'll put a link up um, to their site in the comments below. But I think it's just peerlessmusic.com.au. I'm pretty sure that's what it is off the top of my head. Yeah, just just check them out. They're really super great people. And th you can't get any better what they have right now. No, and they do. I, I love the photo. They do. They're quite active on Instagram too. And lots of photos and lots of stuff. And they always take nice photos and everything is done well. And um, yeah, so check out Peerless Music, everyone, especially if you're in Australia. Uh, yes. Make sure to check them out. Um, so you were talking about upcoming um, the fuzz you've got coming. Yes. Tell us, um, tell us a little bit more about that fuzz. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the cherry box is kind of an interesting thing that uh, that was kind of like I I would say right now our flagship is the Canalia, but it started out with the cherry box, and my idea was to I didn't even really want to make a fuzz. What I wanted to do is I wanted to basically kick the ass in of an amplifier. Right. And I wanted to make like a kind of, not necessarily like a Canalia type thing, but I wanted it real brutal, you know? Like a dirty so boost sort of thing. Yeah. So basically what I ended up doing, and then for the longest time I, I, I joked, it, I said, this is not an overdrive, it's an overloader. Okay. Because basically what I did is I took two boost circuits and I put them in series and I didn't attenuate any of the uh, signal going through. So basically you've got two boost pedals in series just beating the hell out of the front of your amp. And what it does is that one of the things that's really cool about fuzz is there's so many types of fuzz. Yeah. You can have Velcro fuzz. You can have splatty fuzz. You can have trebly fuzz. But one of the hard things to get f with fuzz is to get, like, a really smooth fuzz that that <laughs> blooms when you when you play it. Yeah. And just, just by, by destroying the front-end signal of the amplifier, I kind of got that with this. So... I played with it for about a year, and then I liked it, but then I thought, you know, because I can't be happy with just leaving things normal. Uh, <laughs> I ended up putting a negative feedback oscillation circuit in it. Okay. But I made it, I made it so it was controllable using a pot, and I also made it so you can turn it on and off with your foot. Because I know people have done that with a switch before, but the last thing I want to do when I'm playing live is bend over and hit the toggle switch. Yeah. So sure. we really try to make it user friendly, and when you want to freak out, you hit the switch, and you can freak out, and you can do anything from octave to weird feedback to whatever, and then you want to get out of that, you're back into your fuzz. That's, that's so it's a sounds like a switch. Ahead. Sounds like a switch I would like to hit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we really wanted to make something unique, and we really wanted to we wanted to add something 
to the palette of fuzz. I mean, there's sure. so much good fuzz out there, and I could have made, uh, you know, a Mach 3 and threw my mods in it and stuff. Uh, and I have nothing against people that want to do that. I mean, some of them have made really cool circuits out of, out of you know, what's that, standing on the shoulder of giants, you know? Yeah. But I, I really wanted to bring something kind of new to the table. So that's what I'm hoping that people are going to see when they finally get a hold of this. And, uh, you know, and be able to do everything cool and be able to freak your grandma out at the same time. <laughs> I like the names of the knobs and the switches on there, too. Well, you know, it's funny <laughs> that we call it the cherry box for several reasons. One, and obviously everyone gets this, is the double entendre thing yeah which is kind of funny but i'm from traverse city michigan and traverse city michigan is the cherry capital of the world oh, really? we have tons and tons and tons of cherry trees and cherry production here so it was kind of my homage to my city my town my people here and northern michigan and growing up here all my life and it was just, you know, I wanted to recognize that uh, if it wasn't for me being here, having people, you know, guide me and show me the way and learn from hard knocks, and I wouldn't be the person I am today. And that was just kind of my little homage to that. And then, you know, the sweet and tart obviously makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Poobar is the oscillation circuit. And that's if you're familiar with the acronym of Poobar, <laughs> yes. you will understand what that means. So, And then there's Rhubar as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't got a rhubarb switch on there, but maybe I should. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's great. That's awesome. Um, it looks really cool. It's uh, it, like the, the shape of it too. It's sort of a, um, an, an interesting, yeah, it, interesting enclosure. Well, and it's in that, that the, picture i showed you is a proto okay what it's what it's going to be made out of and people kind of scratch their heads and it, it takes vision to see this because i didn't i didn't think about it either okay. we're gonna make it out of hickory and okay. one of the things that's cool about hickory is it's open grain wood so if you do a first coat of a dark color it will seep into the grain really deeply. And if you sand off the rest and you put on another ah. coat of color, and we're going to do red, so you're going to have this really super cool background of black in the veins and you know, the crevices oh, cool. of this wood, and mm. then you're going to have the red that's going to be covering the high parts of it. And it's, going to be, it's just going to blow your mind when we get it out. Cool. That sounds really good. So, yeah. Do you get the um, are they CNC machined enclosures? Yes, we we have a guy actually here. We were getting them done in California. Yeah. And I got lucky. I you know I thank God and you know sometimes things just fall on my lap. But uh, a guy that worked right next to my wife yeah. actually had the exact same CNC setup <laughs> as my friend Bob out in California. Nice. So basically, all I had to do was give him the program, yep. and he was able to. And he he lives uh, about twenty minutes from where I work. So going from California, where every time something got shipped, I would just ugh, it would kill me because it was like eighty dollars in shipping. Yeah, sure. to be able to get out of work, 
go drink a beer with Dave, pick up my boxes and go home. Sounds like a win-win. Turned out wings. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. So it worked out well. That's great. That's awesome. Um, Yeah. What timber is the canalia? I think there's different ones. What sort of timber? What sort of timber is the canal? Oh, we we are using we're using all hardwoods, and okay. for the most part, we're trying to stay away from exotics. Yeah, and part of it is you know obviously you know there's reason why. Hmm. The other part about it is that some of the exotics are just holy hell to S- cut. The super hard. I mean, I oh yeah, I yeah. bought this. I bought this piece of bloodwood. Yeah. It was beautiful. It was just, I love this piece of wood. And this is before I knew anything about wood, you know. <laughs> and I bring this piece of wood to Dave, my, my CNC guy, and he looks at it and he goes, I ain't cutting that. <laughs> and I'm like, why? He's like, do you know how much a bit costs for my machine? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. He's like, it could be anywhere from 100 to $150. I'm like, Okay, why are you telling me this? I will go through three bits yeah. trying to cut this wood. <laughs> yeah. And then I learned the hard way that just because something looks beautiful doesn't necessarily mean you're going to use it. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I actually know because I, um, I built a pedal board out of Brazilian bloodwood. Oh, you did? Yeah, by hand. <laughs> oh, God. It took ages. <laughs> so long. <laughs> Now, this is a couple of years gonna, ago. And it's, yeah, I, I was going to say, couches. probably pers- perseverance is probably the only thing that got you through that. <laughs> yep, yep. He was young uh, and foolish. Mainly, <laughs> <laughs> but mainly we're using maple. Mm-hmm. Um, we're using, like, our standards come in a single solid billet of maple. And yes. then our specials, which have the, uh, they have the figured tops. Mm. It's, uh, we have a figured uh, piece of maple glued to uh, a six-quarter piece of uh, rock maple, and then it's CNC'd out. So our specials, are, you know, they're there for eye candy. I mean, not that our, I mean, you have a standard in front of you right yeah. now, yeah. and in, I could pretty much honestly tell you, you're not going to tell me it looks like a piece of poop. Yeah. No, it looks really good. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's just it's, it was a cost-effective thing. We wanted to be able to people to enter at a level that they're comfortable i have people that will buy standards which they go for 279 Mm -hmm. that standard that you have right now only goes for 219 yeah now think about the fact that i had to hand build the guts i had to have my wife sand and dye and we had to do a code on that and it's only 219 and it does what it all does i mean ODs, there's there's a baker's dozen. Yeah. They're all at like one ninety nine. Yeah. So we try to keep very decent with our price because we want everyone to play our stuff. So we have the specials for the guys that want to have bling, yeah, which is cool. Yeah. And then we have our standards for people that want to have something unique and cool, but be able to play the bar gig or be able to do you know praise and worship or whatever and it doesn't bust their wallet yeah yeah exactly i mean it's the same with guitars you get the same guitar with a with a nice figured top or you get the same guitar with a plain top um painted black all painted black you know and in in the end i mean it's it's the same guitar but some people just like the the blingy look and there's nothing wrong with that 
Um, yeah, I think, I think it looks great. great. I think they look great. Yeah, I, I looked at a few of the um, the other pictures of some of the more bling ones, and um, there's some really beautiful timbers. Actually, it looks really, really nice. Have you have you ever done any like custom shop orders where people want a maple top with a green dye or something to to match uh, the guitar? Yeah. <laughs> I have had custom orders. Yeah. Um, we have done some really kind of unique things. We we uh, do a sunburst. And oh, wow. It, yeah, I, I'll have to show you pictures of that. Uh, our friend Bob, when he first started, he's the one that said, you know, you can do sunbursts with these. And I went, you're full of shit. <laughs> and he goes, no, no, I got an air gun. Let's, I'll do a sunburst and I'll send it to you. So he sent it to us, and it was just amazing. So we kind of figured out how to do it. We don't do it very often. We don't really publish it because... It's kind of like if you have to ask how much it is, you don't want it. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of one of those yeah. things. If you want it, you want it because it's a pain. It's a pain to do. It's I mean, time it's consuming. Fun. Yeah, it, yeah, it's time consuming. It looks great, and then we've done some stuff like uh, we're in the process now of uh, possibly thinking about doing some inlay work. Oh, oh cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, we can do it. I mean, that's one of the cool things about having a media. A medium like wood is that I can do anything I want with this. Whereas in uh, in nothing gets metal stuff because we're we do metal stuff too, and we're going to do more of that. But if I get this piece of wood in front of me and I look at it and I go, "What do I want to do with this?" I have an infinite amount of things that I can do to make this look cool or different. And with a metal box, all I got is paint. You know. Yeah. So I could do, we've done inlay work. Uh, my guy Dave actually did this really cool experiment where he took some glue and he had this copper dust from filings. All he right. mixed it with the glue and he put it in the wording of the box. Oh. And then we sanded it so it was flat and it was copper shine. And then I put lacquer on top of that. That's cool. that, so, looks, that would look cool. Yeah, so you could do all kinds of really cool things. Um, we don't do a lot of. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we don't do a lot of custom, but that's mainly just because, you know, we don't get a lot of people. And I mean, the bottom line is, uh, we're a small company. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. do we do a certain amount uh, a year, and you know, we want to grow. Obviously, we just don't want to grow all of our britches. So yeah. we try not to take on anything. That's going to affect yeah. how the major, the you know, the, the our bread and butter, our customers that come in and want our stuff. Yeah, I don't want to affect that too much. So we take it on when we have time, and or somebody throws a stupid amount of money at me. Um, <laughs> that, that helps. That always helps. <laughs> I, yeah, really. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's just hard to say no. You know, um, but no, we we do all kinds of stuff, and but yeah, it's really cool to be able to do the color. That looks like the guitar, um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, we're and we're going to do some even crazier stuff down the road. So, a relic sunburst pedal. Now that would be cool. <laughs> we 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 we've done relics, oh, yeah. believe it or not. Okay, you you go on my Instagram. Um, I have um, about three or four. We did this as an experimentation. I may go into it again, but we were really young. So a lot of people didn't know us, so it kind of got lost. But we did this blue um, turquoise pedal, 
and I ended up taking sandpaper to it and really kind of doing it properly. Like it looked like somebody had been handling it for 25, 30 years. And uh, it came out so incredibly cool. Uh, My friend uh, Justin out in uh, Oregon, he ended up getting that one. And to this day, that's definitely in my top five favorite uh, pedals that we've ever done. So, but we we're thinking about doing more of that too. So, I get bored. I got to do something different. You know, (laughs) it's like I I did this damn yellow color. I wanted to do something else. (laughs) That's the wonderful thing about owning your own company. You can get all spazzy and do do fun stuff. Exactly right. And I'm just on your Instagram now, just looking at. um, There's I saw a picture of a sunburst one, uh, which looked very nice. Yes. Yes. I'm just trying to want to find that reliced one. You you, you 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 talk, Alex. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, I heard a lot of what Gabor said, but what was your take on on the pedal, Alex? I only just plugged it in for about five minutes before we started this, but um, yeah, it seemed to um, have that thing with the amp where you can back off the pre-gain and boost the post to get like um, less weight if you want a more airy. Because there's no tone mm-hmm. control, so I found if you balance the pre and post, that way you can get like a thicker sound or mm-hmm. more open airiness. Yeah, I I always say is that if you do more post than the pre, mm. you kind of get more of depending on what amp you have, more of that Marshall kind of bark, right? Where okay. it's not really super high gainy it's not really super mushy it's got a really decent high mid it's now low mid or it, it's very clear mm. and then if you take the the post and take it back a little bit and bring more pre in that's when you get a little bit more compression comes in it's uh, really nice for doing leads or more like palm muting type stuff yeah, cool. and then one of the cool things about having the gain uh, circuit was that you could have your post about you know say two o'clock and then you can do your pre at maybe 11 o'clock so you can have that nice barky kind of crunchy thing and then when you hit the gain mm. that gives you that pre thing so sure. it allows you to have that really great rhythm tone that a lot of people like that's not always the easiest to try to get in with leads you hit the gain, and there's that mush, that little bit of compression the, for doing great legato, and it just is really nice that way. Yeah, cool. So, so do you gig yourself with with your gear? I don't anymore. Like I just, I, I'm just, I, I'm too damn old, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm too damn busy. Yeah, and I got sure. a kid in college, and like, you know. So there's times where I wake up and I say, thank God I'm 50. I don't have to do any of that crap I did when I was young. And then there's sometimes I wake up and I go, God damn, I'm 50. So, you know, it's it's a catch-22. Sure. I'm, I'm, I'm only about 10 years behind you, so <laughs> I'm 40 this year, so it's a, wow. it's a big one for me. Alex is the youngin. He's only like seven or eight or ah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just found a, um, I was just, sorry, I was just looking, I found a picture. It looks really cool. That, um, the blue one that's sort of all, um, in parts, it's, you can ah. pretty much plain wood. It looks great. Weathered. Yeah. All weather looking. I would say some of that stuff was just really fun. Uh, 
you know, that's when we really started thinking we could do more things than just do a color. Mm. We were thinking, you know, we could do this and do that. And that's, and that was kind of the antithesis of, of coming out with the cherry box when we're like, why do we just want to make a square box? Sure. Why can't we make a wedge? Yeah. You know, next time you can like, why can't we make a circle? I yeah. mean, any shape, really. You, you, yeah, you could do anything you want. So it's, you know, it's really cool. It's just be able to wake up every morning, go to work, come home, eat dinner, and then I get to run down in the dungeon and play <laughs> for four or five hours and be mad scientist. It's, <laughs> it's great. I can't beat it. Yeah, cool. Well, I always know, for me personally, the, the, the odd-shaped boxes that I remember from the 90s, mm. they were the ones that mm -hmm. are still... Uh, I mean, I only just got um, the two visual sound pedals, the Jekyll and Hyde and the Route 66. Yeah. The, uh, the, uh, the uh, baseball plate ones? Yeah, the ones that are sort of like a rectangle, but then has that, that triangle down the bottom, so it's sort of pointy bottom. Um, yeah. I always love the look of them, just because it's an odd shape. Mm. And same with the Expandora. The little round yep. silver thing. I just, it's because it's different to everything else. That's something that always stuck in my head. And then I finally got some of this stuff now. But yeah, I mean, it, 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 that makes things interesting. Yeah, different shapes, different It like does. And I, I still think to this day, partially part of the hype for clients is it's a kick ass enclosure. Yeah. You know, yeah, sure. no one was doing, you know, oh, in the mid 90s. That type of. No, yeah, no, no one was doing enclosures like that. So when you see this thing, and it's in a, you know, kick-ass enclosure like that, and then it sounds great, it just really takes it to a whole different thing. So, yeah, sometimes it's, you know, sometimes people can get a little nutty. I saw this one guy, I thought it was really cool, but he'd take a, he took a toy police car, <laughs> and he made a fuzz out of it, and, and it's, you step on the knob on the trunk of the police car or oh, yeah. the, whatever it was uh to me i mean that's that's fun but uh yeah. it, it has to be able i gotta be able to take this thing and say okay you're on tour for two months <laughs> i have no problem with you taking this out on tour huh. you know if i make something where i say yeah can you kind of watch out that that that's not gonna fly you mm. know yep was it that's a, is it Doctor Scientist or whatever that's called? Uh, I, I've seen them. Yeah, that it looks really cool, but yeah, it wouldn't be very stable. But well, the uh, turd fuzz. The turd fuzz, <laughs> which is that, that yeah that he did. Yeah, there's some interesting stuff he did. He did. Um, Doctor No. Is it Doctor No? Yeah, Doctor No does that stuff. Doctor Scientist is I'm actually friends with Ryan. Okay. He oh, makes. Yeah. He he's the one that makes the really super crazy. The tremolo. And he the... makes the the elemental, and he makes the. Yeah. Uh, that's it. The, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, cool. he makes some. Yeah, he makes some really, really super great stuff. Yeah, I've heard his tre uh, tremolo a few times. Oh yeah, it's just uh, that Heisenberg principle. I wish, God, it kills me that he only made so many of those. Yeah. That is such a cool pedal that has that uh, that new technology from that. Uh, it actually, the guys who gave him that part to put in that pedal now started a guitar. Uh, pedal company and they made a new type of for lack of a better word a transistor oh i've um, heard about that one yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what is yeah, it called um yeah a 60 cycle hum just did a thing on that yeah yeah and i can't think of what the name of the company was but oh, uh what was it they first started doing their stuff in 
Dr. Scientist, and they did it that Heisenberg pedal, mm. and that pedal is so freaking awesome, and it's and it's cool to look at something that looks great. It's different on the inside. My thing is that in this life, nothing should be boring. Yeah. Why make boring things? You know, it's like make them functional, make them sturdy, make them sound great, but you don't have to just stop there. You know. Yeah. Make this day and age. You can do whatever you want, you know? It's like when somebody comes out with a TS clone and they paint it green <laughs> and they have some yeah. kind of combination of 808 or yeah. TS something, and I just think to myself, part of being a musician, part of being an artist, part of being a builder is that it's, it's part of creating. Yeah. You know, create something. Don't just copy it or... Don't phone in home, you know. It's like uh, not everyone can do the wood pedal thing. Mm. Fine, then do the make the first pedal out of Tupperware. I don't really care. I mean, just try to do something that's unique and that you can stand behind it and that you're proud of what you do. Yeah. Okay. What what kind of um, which makers really? excite you in the pedal world then if you oh man there there are so many really cool i mean there's there's guys that i just respect because they think they have great equipment sure yeah um yeah. robert keely yeah oh, i mean he's, uh, he's the he, man he, isn't he you know what to listen to that story where he had everything lost everything yeah and then came back and he's better now than he was when he was at the top of his game back in the day. Mm. And he's throwing stuff out left and right. So just in the essence of having great equipment, he does. Uh, in terms of just how stuff looks, uh, there, there's a cat up in Canada. Uh, it's called Stonefly. And he makes these really super cool um accurate parts of old fuzzes he makes okay. this thing called i got one of his grizzly fuzzes and it's all point to point it looks cool it's in like this really neat box uh there are guys like dr scientist he makes really super cool neat looking pedals uh he, is he the one who, he, he makes a BitQuest, is that it? Not a bit, yeah, bit, yes, bit, quest. bit quest. I always wanted one of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, Raz, the Raz Dazzler and the BitQuest. That's it, that's it. He's both. Dr. Santos, yeah. Yeah, they're really super cool. Uh, and then you got smaller guys. Like, I still think Dwarfcraft is putting out awesome stuff. Oh, I just saw the granular delay thing that he, they just brought I, out. Yeah. How cool I that mean, sound. It's so cool, that pedal, yeah. that's. And they never, they never stop. And then in terms of just being... You just shake your head and go, "How the hell did you come up with this idea?" Yeah, right. The Death by Audio guys, yeah, they're oh, still yeah. hit. Man, they're still coming up with stuff. You know, it's not for everyone, but it's it looks great. It does nothing like anybody else is doing. No, <laughs> and but it, you know, this is why I tell everybody, and and people can agree with me or not. Right now, at March third, twelve. You know, 2018. Right now, we are in the golden years of gear. Oh, absolutely. There's never been a time in, 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 in the past that we have ever had the amount of quality 
the amount of choice, the amount of interesting things that we can do than we have at this time. So to to be a player in this in the way playing has kind of subsided, which is a shame. We've mm-hmm. had more choices than we have ever had, mm-hmm. and now we have less players than we have ever had. Uh, I hope some somewhere down the road, I hope some dad tells her kid to go, you know, quit playing a video game and play a damn guitar or something. <laughs> well, it's, it's actually funny because I, 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 um, I'm a guitar teacher. I, I do I teach guitar a couple of days a week as well, and I have I have to turn so many people down because I don't have any space and. Um, there are lots of kids that still play guitar, but whether they, you know, what level they take it to, that's a different question. But um, now, it, it, it definitely. I mean, there needs to be more players, but it's sadly the way the world is heading. Heading, it's it's uh, all more and more electronic, more and more DJs. But, Live bands but, are sort of slowly dying out. Every everything is a cycle, though. I mean, yeah, I, of I always it is, use yeah. I, I always use as an example. Okay, it's nineteen seventy seven. Disco is on the rise. <laughs> yeah. Everything is just turning to crap music, okay? Guess who comes out? Ed Van Halen comes out. Say, okay? Eddie Van Halen, out of disco, comes out, does his thing, blows a million minds, and starts a revolution, okay? That's it, yeah. I mean, people, people don't seem to remember that music in 1978 and 77 sucked. For the most part, yeah, it was the guys that came out of that. That you know, George Lynch, uh, Eddie Van Halen, all these guys that came out and they they just they made it. I think that will happen again. When I have no idea, but people get tired of. Of course, yeah. Don't be. There will be a person that's like, if I hear one more Taylor Swift song, <laughs> I'm going to kill someone, or I'm going to go buy a guitar, um, and that's and that's how it changes, you know. So I'm not too worried about it. I think you know, no. things like I said, they ebb and flow, and you just got to roll with the punches. Yeah, I think there's still some amazing stuff out there. A lot of amazing stuff out there, but it's just a bit um, submerged in lots of other crap. That's it. Yeah. Like you might have yeah, to look and, a little bit harder at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you don't have the. I think the big problem, the the major problem right now is that, and it's not so much the record sales and stuff. I mean, we all know that that you know that tanked, but there's no media f- anymore. It's like when I saw when I picked up uh, a Guitar World or a Premier mm. Guitar or whatever, I could pick it up and there was my idol playing this really cool guitar and i wanted to buy that guitar i didn't have an internet i couldn't go so i followed this guy and what he did and now we are in this unfortunately this kind of candy store mentality where you walk into the candy store and there's a thousand different varieties of things and people they can't concentrate they like it's too much, and there's no there's no magazines anymore. There's no yeah. MTV anymore. There's no radio airplay. So anybody that's hearing stuff, they're actually looking for it. And I think that's a really good way to start a movement. You know, yeah. when you get people that are actually working hard to find something, those are people that are going to appreciate your music. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. We we're just talking actually just last last or two weeks ago. Uh, the 
uh, well, the last podcast I just put up and the next one that's going to come up, uh, it's a two-parter with this guy, Andy Eastwood. And uh, we were just talking about it because he sort of partially worked in and had lots of friends in, in music publishing in England. He grew up in England. And he was, mm-hmm. he was saying that sort of same thing that, you know, in those days, without, you didn't have internet, you didn't have access to everything instantly. So you had people that reviewed albums and stuff. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, people would follow certain reviewers because they go, I like this particular reviewer's opinion. Hmm. If he reviews something and likes something, I'm going to buy it. Uh, and then you had this sort of, when you bought something, there was almost a mystique to it. You, you were waiting, yeah. waiting, oh, this album, can't wait for this album to come out. And then you get the album. And, and I mean, I'm still from an era where I bought, I used to buy records. You know, I was sort yeah. of just on the, on the, on the verge of, uh, you know, I was sort of, you know, mid to mid eighties, I sort of started listening to music and um, I still bought records and stuff. And sort of just before CDs sort of became um, really big. And to me, you get the record, you have the artwork, you open it up, you look at the artwork while you're listening to the music. You smell the vinyl. It, it's such a huge thing. part of it, and that's missing today. That's what I'm sort of... Were, were you like me? I this is, this is something me and my brother, when we grew up, we grew up in a very small town that's about 45 minutes away from where I'm at now. We took pride in finding music and discovering it first. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. And you, yeah. Go, you go to that party, you throw in the cassette, and you're like, I remember me and my brother were the very first two guys that had Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction in my time. <laughs> cool, yeah, okay. And we put it in at a party, and people were saying, get that 70s shit out of here, you know? <laughs> and, like, and, and then I, I'm not lying. A month later, Everybody's Everyone. wearing their GNR t-shirts. Course, and like, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Me and my brother were like, yeah, leave that. I'm done with it. And then we go on and try to, I mean, it was always, always about finding that new band, that yeah. new sound that no one else knew about, or at least not many people knew about. And I miss that. It's, there's not that much anymore. I used to love doing the thing where I used to go into record shops or CD shops even, and I just sort of aimlessly wander around. And if I see artwork I like, I pick up, pick it up, and uh, I quite often bought the album just because I like the artwork. And I found so many really good bands yep. just yeah, by doing yeah. that. Uh, anyway, yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I, 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 no, I totally miss it. The the whole concept of going in and being excited to take your fifteen bucks or whatever it was to go buy something. I'm going to buy some kind of piece of music because yeah. the music I listen to for the most part. Wasn't on the radio. I mean, no, yeah, sure, here. some same of it, here. yeah, some of it was, but you. So I would like. This is what I waited all week to, and I, I didn't have a record store, or I lived in a real small town, so we'd have to drive to. Well, oddly enough, where I live now, yeah. where they had record stores, so it was about getting in the car. Yeah, it was about listening to the tunes yeah, in the car while you and your buddy are having a good time. You drive in forty five minutes to the record store. You both make your purchases. You throw that cassette in the car, and about nine times out of ten, it rocked. Yeah, that one yeah. time you were like, you know what? Too bad. We got burned. Next time we'll know better. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, it's it's true. It's a, yeah. So that's yeah. Today, it's just that's sort of missing, and I think that's missing with everything generally, not just with music. Yeah, I, I mean, do. I agree too. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So, Very what's cool. uh, so, uh, we've got the fuzz that's coming out. 
When uh, I think you may have mentioned it, uh, but where when are you hoping of releasing that? That is, we're looking at the end of April, beginning of uh, May release on the Cherry Box. Okay. I'm also in, I'm also in the process of right now of finishing up. We're gonna have a one knob fuzz. Oh yeah, you and, mentioned that as well. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and it's gonna it's gonna be called the Little D, and that will be probably not too far behind that one because it's a re- I mean it's a cool circuit and it's a it's a you know workman fuzz you know something that you could throw on the floor and it sounds great mm-hmm. and it's it doesn't have 80 options to kind of freak you out you okay. know it's like it's got a switch it's got a toggle switch and it's got a knob and that's about all you need yeah, cool. cool that sounds very good and yeah. if people would like to find out more about you and what you do where would be the best place to go and look for that we are uh infestation on the interwebs we are on facebook we are on instagram but the best place to come see us and tell us uh, your life story or to buy a pedal or whatever uh, is a ww lolly gager fx as an f and x dot com cool actually quickly should you ask as well so where lolly gagger effects where did the name come from because i mean it, okay is, is it is a lolly gagger someone who does things slowly is that what it does like yeah, I'm meaning? glad you actually mentioned that. Um, my son, that was his nickname when he was little. <laughs> was I he a slow-moving son? <laughs> oh, man. You know, well, he was slow-moving when he didn't want to do something. But I used to call him, I called him two things. I called him Frankenstein because in the morning he'd grump, he'd roar, and I'm like, okay, Frank. Or, or I would call him Lollygagger. And then that got switched to Lolly. And then he got about middle school and started playing soccer, so the name didn't really stick anymore. But I always liked the name, and it, you know it ties the whole family vibe back in. So the <laughs> company, the company, named after him. Well, that's always nice. Yeah, that's, that's that's nice. There's a microphone yeah. microphone company here in Australia called Bees Knees that they do st- uh, studio microphones. And, oh, uh, really? Yeah, and they hand make all this stuff, and each model is named after. Either their kids or their nieces and nephews or their friends' kids. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's why they have like there's a there's like a Layla or something like that or Leela or something. Lulu's or Lulu. Okay, that's Arabella it. and Malia. You know, yeah. cool. that is actually that is really super cool. I mean, one yeah. of the things that you know people use it as a marketing thing, but I I just use it because I think it's neat. Yeah. Is that people want to buy things that have a story. Yeah, of course. They want to buy something that they know the people behind. They they know you know their kids' names or or whatever because there's a realness involved with that. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's absolutely. It's like uh, uh, the uh, guys at <coughs> Fuzzerocious. Um, yeah, I was just thinking that actually. <laughs> they get their kids to their, paint uh, the enclosures. Yeah, their kids paint their boxes, and uh, you know. Uh, they just do really super cool work and they keep it very family. And, yeah. you know, to me, I, 
if you, if you have to work, if you absolutely have to work as a family, you might as well have some damn fun. Exactly right. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, they're, they're great. I love the I love the the kid painting Fuzzerocious stuff. They're great, and some of the photos he puts up there uh, oh, yeah? of the kids as well. Right. It's it's yeah. a, sort of Adam's family sort of vibe, but it's cool. It's funny. It's- uh, they're really su- <laughs> they are really super. Su- Shannon is is an amazing artist and. You know, those those guys are just, they're killing it. And that's another company that I would say is kind of doing really cool-ass stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. They kind of did, they took the ZVEX thing and they went the whole different mile with it, you yeah. know. Yeah. And so it's always about standing on the shoulder of giants. Always recognize the people that helps you get up there. Um, yeah. No one climbs the mountain alone. Exactly, you know? yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I think uh, we're at, just about a bit over an hour, so probably a good time to wrap it up. Thank you so much for being on the show, Sean. Yeah, um, and once oh, again, thank you. Big apologies for this taking a year and a bit. <laughs> hey, no, no apologies needed. I, uh, uh-huh. you know, one day I'm hopeful that I will be able to go to Australia and see all the kind and wonderful people. It's so funny because people and always joke about the Canadians being so nice. And I, <laughs> and, and, and I say, well, here's the thing. The people from Australia, I think, are just as nice as Canadians, yet they grew out of a prison colony. So <laughs> it, you can, you got to go the extra mile to be even more nice, you know. So They're just nice to I you because the, they want to pick your pockets. <laughs> well, I, it's like I, I, think, I think the niceness of the people has to offset the fact that every deadly animal in the whole damn world lives on your continent. You, you're happy because you survived another day. <laughs> I think that's it. I really honestly think that. I mean, you have the most deadliest snakes. Yep. You have the most deadly spider yep. you have a plant they call the suicide plant because people will <laughs> kill themselves because they can't make it stop hurting you got to be happy you make every day there, yeah, I guess. that's it <laughs> actually i saw a video someone put on facebook like a week ago and this woman who is an electrician climbed walked like climbed under a house to do this job and there's a big carpet snake there about yeah. two 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 and a half meters so she pulls it out and there's this big bulge in it where the family's cat was. Oh, oh, yeah. oh God. But she just picks it up and puts it on, on her shoulder. It's like, oh, I better take this. I've got to go pick up my girl from gymna- gymnastics. <laughs> 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 yeah, but it's, that's, what we, that's what all of us do that's down here. With this huge <laughs> well, and, and, and you people are so nonchalant. Oh, that's the brown whatever. If it bites you, you won't even make it to the car. You'll die. Yep. And they'll just like roll right by you. You're like, we've oh, had, yeah, it's never we've one had of those. some of them in our backyard, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and and of course we've got uh, uh, we uh, we don't drive cars. We have kangaroos here. <laughs> we, we just get in their pouch. And <laughs> no, it's 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 actually. I mean, I grew up in 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 Europe. I mean, just a quick side note. I grew up in Europe, and I, I moved here. I was 15 when I moved here, and I'm still not. Um, totally sure why <laughs> I'm still here uh, and especially I live in a sort of rural area so there, there's a lot of things around me at night when I come home from gigs but uh, so far <laughs> to where's wood so far so good <laughs> so I'm still yeah, alive I, I, I think it's like uh, remember the Pink Panther you know yeah. the movie yeah. when Clouseau would come in 
and there would be, you know, the, his, the... yeah, yeah, with his <laughs> server would like have to sneak attack on them. That's where it is coming to your house every night. That's it. When you're I come like, away from gigs, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I gotta watch out for the snakes and the and the, the killer funnel web spider and, and all. Yeah, we have a lot of stuff here, but it's yeah, it's 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 quite rare that you hear of anyone actually getting injured around. It's it's I think quite often those things are more afraid of you than they are like, you are of them. Well, and I have heard nothing about how I mean how beautiful your country is. Um, the the coastal countries are just uh, exquisite, and the weather and the architecture and the people. And you know, someday I'm hoping I'm hoping I will be lucky enough to come down. Come and visit, and, and, uh, and come and drop in and say hello. Come and come here. I, I would if I'm there someday. I will absolutely <laughs> do that. Um, and you know, I oh. I think everybody should be lucky and be praiseful about the fact that they get to live where they want to live. You exactly. know what I mean? Yeah. So you guys live there, and I think that's really great. I live here. Other than winter, it's one of the most beautiful <laughs> places in this world. In, in the winter, it's like I must learn guitar licks because I ain't going outside. <laughs> I'm not going outside, isn't it? That's like summer here, though. So it's yeah, it's summer. It's it's uh, non air conditioned. Is not. I don't. <laughs> you know, when it's forty <laughs> degrees and about, I don't know. 85% humidity. <laughs> it's, you don't you're want to swimming, You're swimming to the store? You swim, yeah, you walk outside and you get... It, it's not <laughs> raining, but you're wet. <laughs> yeah. But a, I wanted to thank you both very much for letting me on. I'm, I've been a big fan of the show for a long time. Oh. Uh, you guys do a great job. Thank you, you so much. You do a great service for the equipment and... And for the player, and I really super hope you guys continue going on because uh, I will be a constant listener, and I will always point people to your direction because oh. I just think you guys do a very class uh, podcast, and the the YouTube channel is, is excellent information, and to, to get a good sense of what gear sounds like from honest people giving an honest uh appraisal or or a nod to maybe not your thing but you know i, I just think that's very cool yeah oh well thank you so much thank you very much yeah we try to it's very kind we try to um you know just be honest in what we think about things and and yeah and we we both of us in all honesty uh very much like the canalia well, thank you very much. I, I'm glad you enjoyed it. And again, real quick, I wanted to thank Peg and Steve at Peerless for setting that up because I really wanted you guys to get the pedal. And circumstances being here in the U.S., it's really hard to get stuff over there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And they really helped us out. And again, if you need gear, go to them because they're really super nice, great gear, great people. And just like everybody in Australia, just wonderful, happy people <laughs> trying try not to die every day. <laughs> That's exactly. And on that note. <laughs> That's funny. Well, thank you so much, Sean. Uh, and uh, everyone listening, please make sure to subscribe to the channel and go and check out the YouTube channel and all the social media stuff. There should be links all below. Uh, also, don't forget, uh, and Sean has done it a few times already, uh, uh, take a photo of whatever it is you're looking at right now as you're listening to this podcast. You don't have to be in the photo, just whatever it is you're looking at, whether you're in a train or on a bus or uh, some people pulled over in the car and took a photo. Please make sure to pull over if you do that. Um, just whatever you're looking at, whatever is happening at the moment, take a photo of it. Uh, send it. You can send it to our email address at, uh, I think it's just superfunawesomehappytime at gmail.com. 
So super fun, awesome, happy time, no pedal show. Uh, or you can post it to our Facebook, uh, which is super fun, awesome, happy time, pedal show, you know, at FaceTime, just oh, FaceTime at Facebook. Just type in super fun, awesome, and you'll find it. Uh, yeah, and thank you so much, Sean. Uh, thank you, Alex. And yeah, that's thanks, it. Sean. Good chatting, man. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you both. Very nice chatting. And uh, to everyone out there in podcast world, uh, see you next time. See ya. Bye.